Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Welcome in week 11. Wow, we only have a couple left. Uh, We got a new rankings. We got Bear on the road this week. I am also taking a little road trip this week. No, where are you headed? No, going going down, going to state over here for a little ABC Prime game we could get into. Um, But before we get started, two things I wanted to mention. First, listen to the SV pod. Scott and I review again our weekly question, who is the best team in the AFC? We also dive into the idea of what fans actually want as their college football head coaches, which was pretty fun to discuss. And also what has happened at Chipotle? Can't we find anyone that can roll a burrito anymore? It is a problem and we need to fix it. And I brought that up for everyone to uh, have fun at and uh, listen in to that wherever you Get your odd pass and listen and follow uh, to all that good stuff, whether it's Apple, whatever, all those. Uh, And also a reminder, watch NBA today, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN and the ESPN app, or listen to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also on the ESPN app, we got our bad beats of the month that are up there. Scott counting them down um, from October. Uh, A lot of good stuff also there. So uh, we got a lot to get to. Bear, I wish you could see the happiness in our boy, Mr. Van Pelt, uh, the last two weeks as he's, I believe, 12 and three. And it's just it's just great. The excitement, um, the reminders he offers to people that what he provides for free. Um, but you would uh, appreciate it. I know you're, we don't see each other much anymore no, with us being in that. D.C. I used, I, used to, I used to like pop it in. Uh, I'd, I'd be finishing up with something. Yeah. Uh, and then, and you and the uh, the SVP crew would be sitting there in the meeting room there, be able to just pop in every now and then and just say hi. But I, I, I miss you and the and, and the tall man and the boss man. Yeah, um, lot going on, but uh, we will get together. Thanks for Zoom and and Taylor helping us out. Um, we're gonna get you guys on the road, maybe um, in, in Indy. We're gonna have to talk to the boss about yeah. that one. <laughs> I'm gonna get your guy out. He doesn't like to travel. I'm hoping for NHL All Star Game because you know where that is. Is it in the same city as the uh, the Pac-12 football championship game? As is the Pro Bowl, also yes. Um, so uh, draft. correct. Um, I have to do a little site survey. Maybe get Rodney on the road. I believe, I believe that would be survey. great. I believe that would be a great great addition, a great trip. Um, let's first start with the state of the rankings. Uh, they come out last night, obviously. Everybody's up to do about Michigan, Michigan State. It's a joke to me that nine days, 10 days, whatever you want to say. Come on. What are we doing? Like, like, see, I mean, I'm not going to get up in arms and go crazy over it because if they go to Columbus and win next week, it's going to reverse. But the fact that it means nothing and they really just could have saved themselves a PR headache by just leaving it as is. Like, it's the only instance where you're not applying and, and head to head didn't matter. Now, look. Do I get that Michigan led by 16 and they had a couple terrible turnovers and the Big Ten admitted officiating mistakes? Yes, I get it. 
But at the same time, Michigan State did win the game. And it happened a week ago. Well, two weeks ago now. Yep. So don't, don't you just have just it would have been so much easier just to leave it as is and, and worry about and, and, and worry about if Michigan State were to win next week or Michigan, oh, by the way, who's an underdog at Penn State, happens to lose this week at State College. So they, they, they just should have left it alone. To quote the great David Pollock last night, I know what I felt and I don't care. I know what I saw. They won the game. Um, I know I got that quote wrong, but whatever. Um, a couple, uh, I asked for updated odds. We got them last week as soon as the rankings were out. I think they went all the way down to the 12th team that was ranked. Uh, we have not gotten anything yet, but I wanted to start down the rankings because a couple things stood out to me. Okay. I want to okay. start, I want to start at 13 with Baylor, who Good to see them ahead of BYU because they beat them mm-hmm. and they have one less win. Head to head better there. And that's going to be good for us moving along. We know, you know, the 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 other, I don't want that scenario is not the right word, but the way this sets out is how backloaded all these conference schedules are. Starting with the Pac-12 going to Utah, um, Oregon going to Utah, probably going to have to play them twice. Uh, the Big 12, the Big 10, and even the SEC knowing Alabama has to win the Iron Bowl to get there and also win the SEC title game, maybe to make it, because I also see that argument uh, coming. Um, but I want to move up. I thought I thought Wake Forest would fall more and only to fall three spots at eight and one. You never know because of all the one loss teams. Uh, if Wake Forest can win out, you never know. Uh, or, the that, lack, or the lack of one-loss teams, which is correct. something we're going to talk about on game day. That become like, two losses. Like there yeah. they may, they may literally be like one or two yep. one-loss teams, and, and the committee might be in a position to have to choose uh, a one-loss team that might not be as good as a two-loss team. Yep. And, um, you know, I just – you know, the, the the chance to win out, everybody always wants to get into forecasting. There is that possibility for a power five, one loss conference champion and only dropping three spots that, that stood out to me. The next one's where I really want to get into. Number 11, Texas A&M. First highest rated um, two loss team. They jump up three spots uh, after a, a, a win where the defense set the tone and Auburn could not get things going. Um, I thought it was kind of refreshing to see an old school um, SEC game like that with the defense. How great was that? There was a lot of excitement oh. uh, in that building. But I want to say it's because I ended up getting it right. I said it on Daily Wager, and, and people were saying because I I thought Auburn still had a path, but they would have needed A and M to lose again. I said the winner of this game, Auburn A and M, had an inst- had a had a had a path to the SEC title game and therefore the playoff. But now it's A and M. Uh, they need. Auburn to beat Alabama, which is Auburn's at home. When's the last time Bama beat Auburn at Jordan-Hare? Is it eight years ago? Well, they, they definitely lost there in 17, and they definitely lost there in 19, so that would probably mean 15, correct? 15, maybe. Okay, six. Um, but the idea of a was the year that Alabama lost the game and then wound up getting into the playoff and everybody was up, up in arms about it, and then they wound up and then they won the title. So. That was one of my favorite futures I ever played because I played it before the game. I think I ended up getting four to one on that. So AM with at Ole Miss. You'll be there. You're on the call, correct? And we're coming to your city. We're, we're in Oxford. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. 
It's a long um, day in the Grove. You better go get a nap. Well, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll it'll suck you in there. there. I've been there. Oh, I've I've been there too. <laughs> seven seven years is a is, is a long time, and we're we're, we're looking forward to uh, to headed back. I mean, it's a uh, it, it's a game where both teams have something to play for. Um, you've got an Ole Miss team, which while they won't be in the SEC championship game, a ten and two mm. Ole Miss would be viable as a new year six ball. And, and that would be a pretty significant accomplishment for them. And I think people are still uh, thinking that Corral might have a shot at the Heisman trophy. I don't think that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. obviously that, that, that's a storyline in, in A&M. You brought it up. Uh, this, I, I mentioned this on daily wager uh, Tuesday night when we were going through some things that at Texas A&M to win the sec is not the worst stab at all in the world. And I went to go play that at one of the sports books available to me in the state of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And they were listed at 80 to one in that sports book, which I whoa. was like, Whoa, that's a lot higher than what was listed on our, uh, on our screen on daily wager and said sports book decided to allow me to bet $6 and 30 cents. So what? Was, yeah. You know, you try, you punch in, type in a hundred and then it says max bet, uh, max bet allowed $6 and 30 cents. So I got six dollars and thirty cents down on uh on A and M at eighty to one to win the SEC, and then I went to another book in the state of Connecticut, DraftKings, uh, which had A and M listed at thirty five to one, and I was able to get down the amount of money that I wanted to bet on A and M to win the title. And, and look, is it likely that they're going to win the SEC title? No, no. but we, we talked about Alabama's struggles at Auburn. They mm-hmm. still have to play Arkansas, who's a physical team. Uh, AM, it's a toss up game this, this Saturday, slight favorite on the road against an injury riddled uh, Ole Miss team. They got to go to LSU and what might be Coach O's final game there. So there won't be a big favorite there. Um, but what, what's the probability of them winning their two games and, and Alabama maybe losing at Auburn? I mean, it, it's possible, and there certainly won't be. Plus thirty five hundred on the money line yeah. uh, in the SEC championship game against Georgia if they get there. So uh, I thought it was worth a shot. And um, but but it, it, as we were joking about before, this is like one of your favorite scenarios because uh, it's one you might know on Saturday night if they lose, done and yep. over with. But uh, exactly, I, I've ma- I've made worse dark throw bets in my life than taking a chance on the Aggies at 35 to one. And that's what I was thinking. I've, I thought of our, our old buddy, Brad Edwards, who was the king of the the open parlays and just mm-hmm. adding yep. to them. Like this could be one of those scenarios where, and I, and, and listen, going back to the scenario, I, I, I just feel I, it can happen because you talked about it. Alabama struggling at Auburn, Alabama struggling against LSU last week, which was just mind boggling to me. Uh, credit to LSU for showing up. Yeah, that's that the game. thing. If they couldn't run the ball on LSU, are they going to be able to run the ball at Auburn? Mm, I, they got to make some adjustments, that's for sure. But just the idea of opening up a parlay, and if you want to make it a money line, you don't have to. I mean, money line, uh, because you're going to need the wins, you just start with AM this week, and it's yeah. a two-and-a-half-point spread. And if it's done, it's done. But you think about the possible, you know, the old rollovers where it's, where it's AM this week, and then it's Auburn uh, in the Iron Bowl, which you're going to be catching a nice number on. And then you're going to get AM. Uh, you could throw in uh, the LSU game because I think that's going to be a tighter spread uh, because it's at LSU, knowing that they need to win the game. 
uh, which would be absolutely incredible if Jimbo Fisher still um, an option for LSU as the head coach. And you and you and you mentioned the the role of parlay. Like you could just even hedge it as taking Ole Miss on yeah. the money line as a dog and not playing A and M, but just take Ole Miss on the money line and and, and you're kind of you're hedging it against it. And there you go. Either either a you're still going to be alive because A and M will have won the game, or B you, you have a nice plus one fifty or so one thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kick off a parlay. So you're giving me ideas now. I might have to All right. on over to my uh, my phone here and start that. Um, By the well, way, yeah, I, I, I wish people could see the the video podcast that we like. We're told a couple of yeah. years ago that might get underway like us when we're doing all those demos mm-hmm. i wish people could see your beautiful backdrop right now he's got i'm gonna try, I'm gonna try and use it on daily wager i know i'm gonna get axed but thank you it's beautiful you better not thanks to why, Kevin wouldn't you? why wouldn't you i don't know we'll see it's a it's a brand it's a pod it's a name of a podcast on it on on espn like why, why would people be opposed to seeing the stanford steve and the bear backdrop synergy it is synergy all right um but yeah, getting back, I just thought there's a path, and that's what everybody's asking now. When you go down these rankings and you look, how far down could it? Because say what you want, they're an awesome story for what they do. They have plenty to play for still. I just don't see a path for Notre Dame. They're not going to win another game. They would absolutely need carnage. They're tied to Cincinnati. They're going to need Cincinnati to lose two games, I would think, knowing that Cincinnati went in their building and won by double digits. Um, but looking at AM, it's 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 good. I mean, Oklahoma State too. Now there's is gonna be tougher because they're probably gonna have to beat Oklahoma twice. Yep. And how you know what's gonna happen in that first one if they get the win? Are they gonna be they could be favored in that second game? Um, which I I I don't think being that far off on that one. Uh one other point spread. Do you, oh, that's what I had uh, written down for you. Oregon's not gonna be a favorite at Utah next week, right? I wouldn't think so. I mean, they, they were, what, six and a half, seven at Washington? I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe a pointer. I, mean, I was thinking pick. They just make it a pick. Yeah, they might see. just make it, a, yeah, make it a pick and then let, let the public decide because, I mean, the 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 public sentiment on, on Oregon and the way they're power rated by a lot of people, uh, I think, would make Utah the favorite to begin with. So maybe they uh, maybe they maybe they do make Utah the, uh, the favorite right off the bat and don't allow people to get Utah just to win the game because I think – I think Utah is going to be a very popular uh, play next week. And that's one of the reasons why one of my plays this week uh, is Washington State. Uh, Oregon has not been a very good double-digit favorite or a favorite to begin with uh, under under Mario Cristobal, especially at home. You've got the emotional win last week on the road in Seattle. Um, Anthony Brown did not play well. Mm-hmm. Bad weather. He got that game next week that they have to win in order to keep their <laughs> playoff hopes alive and this is just an ugly stink game you're a double digit favorite against a team that has played really well since the uh the situation surrounding their their former head coach and i give yep. the players and their and the, the the guys on the staff that are still around all the credit in the world for keeping them in the game and and, mm-hmm. and playing hard and well and being prepared and getting 14 points on the road and eugene I, I i like wazoo this week is as one of my plays um, I figured I just wedge that in there now while we're still talking rankings. But yeah. I, I think getting back to the rankings, I, I think Oklahoma is the team, obviously, that has the, the, the biggest room for improvement. And, and I know I had, had a conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago when the first rankings were out uh, about Oklahoma, would they be in? But uh, you you look at they still have 
Um, Oklahoma State, who's what, number nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor, who's number 13 this week. And then Iowa State, who maybe the, the Cyclones will crack into the ranking next week. Who knows? But I, I, I think the Sooners have the biggest room to jump and improve over any team in the country over the final three or four weeks of the year. So I, I think Oklahoma, if you look at the odds uh, to make the playoff, I think they're around minus 170 or so to make the playoff. So I think after uh, after Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State, I think they're the next favorite. So I think the uh, the odds makers uh, like OU's chances of making the playoff. So I, I think OU, and I like OU this week as well. I think the fact that the numbers come down a little bit, uh, I, I think people are still – baking in a little bit of Oklahoma prior to the move at quarterback uh, to Caleb Williams in the situation since he's took over. Uh, the offense has been unstoppable. The last game they played against Texas Tech, I think, was their most complete game of the year. Uh, I think they have the memories and Lincoln Riley can draw upon uh, two years ago when they went there and they needed that miraculous performance from Jalen Hurts uh, mm-hmm. in, in the second half with, without C.D. Lamb, who Oklahoma basically – shielded us from all week and it was no, we had no idea that he wasn't going to play. And that was mm. another story for another time. Um, but uh, I like OU this week. I, I think they go down there and win. Yeah. I, I That's, that's a stinky line to me. That's disgusting. Uh, knowing what Baylor looked like last week and what they lost to uh, when you're talking about teams with, with, with now the head coach, but Hey, Jerry kills done it before. So uh, again, credit to, TCU for uh, getting up off the floor and and, and doing things. Um, staying at the top of the rankings and looking at some spreads uh, because Ohio State is still a team that I want to see more from. And just touching back on Oklahoma, to me, I feel different about this Oklahoma team. I'm more, I, I feel like I'm buying in more than years past because I am too. The ability to get better. We, I, I feel like we haven't seen that ceiling or uh, we're even close to that ceiling with Lincoln calling the plays. And with Caleb, you know, uh, getting the snaps in, in the shotgun in that system. So to me, it's a different dynamic, which I never thought I would feel like because, yeah, I mean, that Jalen Hurts Oklahoma team, I was I was really stale, but you couldn't put anybody else in uh, that playoff in that scenario. But going down to Ohio State and, and once again, last week, Nebraska did exactly what I thought I would they would do um, and, and, and compete and lose a one score game. And, it, and they're right there. And. Um, I was on a couple of podcasts last week and they asked me dead, you know, about Frost. What do you do? I said, you keep them. I said, what, you know, would you rather be Rutgers and just get buried every week? Or would you rather be in the game? And Scott Frost just needs to get away from Adrian Martinez. I've said that before. <laughs> like he's, you know, he brought him in, yep. but he's, you know, we seed the ceiling and yep. then, and that's it. Like that, that's what it is, but they're still trying and they're still competing. And that's, that's all I could ask for. You're right there. Um, so, although that decision to kick a field goal last week was a little, yeah, a little sketchy. That I mean, yep. th- there's a reason why he has the worst record in one loss games. There you go. <laughs> since he's been a head coach, and but hey, maybe maybe next year with a different quarterback and a different situation and some new assistants, mm-hmm. maybe things will change. But yeah, I, it's an unpopular opinion. I'm, I'm with you to keep him, but yeah, who? who it's clear. Well, it's clear they kicked the tires on. Yeah, I'm looking at other guys. No, it's no. obvious that they did. And then this is the okay. We're, we're going to keep you, but so give give, give Trev and, and Nebraska credit that they, they realize this, the situation and they came yep. up with the, what they think is the the best possible solution for now. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So looking at um, there's both 3:30 games. I wanted to throw this. Would you rather at you? Um, because it feels like all the experts tell me Ohio State deserves where they are, and I say I want to see more. So I guess I should take Ohio State, seeing this is the bust-out game. Um, but I want to ask you, they're both 24 spreads. Would you rather take Purdue at Columbus, or would you rather take Tennessee at home, plus the 20 versus Georgia? You know, it's interesting, because I have a would you rather Would you rather take Purdue plus 20 or Tennessee plus 20. <laughs> I literally had that written. The two things I have written down on the top of my notes were, would you play AM at 35 to 1 in the SEC? And then would you rather take Tennessee plus 20 or Purdue plus 20? I just, I just love how we, how we both kind of have that similar. Kind of scary. It's, it's interesting, though, because you talk about wanting to, to see more from Ohio State. And I'm just going to tout our ESPN strength of record metric, which is something that the committee has kind of mirrored uh, in recent years. If you look at Ohio State and strength of record, which is what you've achieved mm-hmm. against the schedule you have faced, mm-hmm. Ohio State's eleventh, which basically means if you want to if you want to compare, um, now does that factor in a close loss to a top five team? No, that factors in basically your one your, your expected one loss record against the schedule. Like it has been deemed harder to go eight and one versus Michigan state's schedule than it has been Ohio state's uh, eight and one schedule. It's been deemed harder to be that's wrong eight and one for Michigan than it has been Ohio state. It's, it's been deemed to be harder to, to be eight and one versus Notre Dame schedule or Oklahoma state schedule than it has been Ohio state's. Uh, so like, like it, it's taking into account, like your your schedules and are you expected to win? So like strength of record basically is kind of with you. They, they they don't think what Ohio State has done this year warrants the, uh, the the ranking that they've got. However, you look at the forward thinking, spinning mm-hmm. power ratings, they're third. Yep. So it, it's kind of the I, the you're balancing back and forth. But Ohio State's got to get better in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, you look at the last couple of weeks, they have been. Uh, I think it's in the red zone nine times and they scored two touchdowns mm-hmm. uh, and Purdue's got an elite, elite pass rusher on Karloftis. Uh, their, their defense is pretty good. Uh, I worry that Purdue has a little bit of a public underdogish type feel, but 20s a lot, a lot. I mean, I mean, we don't know about Garrett Wilson. I mean, Ohio State's receivers are deep, but at the same time, Stroud has struggled in the red zone last couple of weeks as well. Um, this has not been the same offense the last couple of weeks that we saw the first seven. So uh, if I had to take take a side in this game, I, I, I'd take Purdue plus the points. Okay. All right. Um, I think Bell's the Blitnikoff award winner with Drake London going that, down. That was my other question for you, by the way, that I That's, had written down. Who's the best receiver on the field on Saturday at Ohio Stadium? I think Bell. I I, really, I know I'm going to get killed for that, but I'll take Bell over Olave. Um 
Now, if Garrett Wilson's going to play, that's that's a conversation. Because I'll take Garrett Wilson over Olave. Um, but God, Olave's good, man. <laughs> uh, but I think Bell's that special because it goes back to my old Brett Favre, Sterling, uh, Sharp, uh, Mike Holmgren thing is everybody in the building knows where you want to get the ball and they continue to be able to do that. That is good coaching and execution and star talent to me. Uh, so that's what I love about Bell, knowing what he's done to Iowa and what he did last week to Michigan State. And to me, to answer that question, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's Purdue because I think uh, it's more sustainable than what I've seen from Tennessee. Listen, Tennessee is looking at a seven and five record. And if you told me before the year you were going to be seven and five, give me that all day long. But I go back to the rankings. Purdue should not be ranked and Penn State should be. That's that's Why? the way I feel. Why? I, I what, what has Penn State done to, to make you think they've warranted that ranking? When I, I know, look, I know Iowa should not have been ranked second, and I know Michigan State yep. probably. But you've got two wins over top six teams. Penn State, yeah, they beat Auburn. Listen, I, I'm sorry, I, Purdue should be. I, I thought Purdue was a little bit high. I think Penn State should be ranked because they beat Auburn <laughs> and they beat Wisconsin. And I know everybody's going to go back to week one. But they they won those games. They competed at Ohio State. Uh, I know that it's it's just basically looking and saying you lost to Illinois, therefore you can't be ranked. That's what it tells me, and I don't think that's right. Yeah, I agree I, with I, that. I think Penn State should be ranked. Um, uh, so there is that. But they also have Iowa at twenty, who obviously had to come back against Penn State. Um, but 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 that Penn State thing, because people are going to say, oh, unranked versus Michigan at home, it's a pick 'em game. That line stinks. To me, it doesn't stink. I think Penn State's more than capable to beat Michigan. Uh, I know the matchup. Um, everyone's going to look at Michigan. The last couple of trips there too. Yes, and it's, it's it's. I mean, except for last year, I think it's say just take the home team in this series. Last, last two trips to say college has been twenty. Come on, twenty. Maybe Michigan hasn't scored in the first quarter, then been out game by two hundred yards. Did you know? There you go. But the, the matchup is Michigan's D line against that. Uh, Penn State offensive line who has shown flashes. Uh, but to me, the thing that scares me is I don't think Michigan's offense is is that great. And then they carved up Michigan State's defense. Uh one of the worst pass defenses in the country. Yeah. And I but I and there, that's what going back on it, I for sure think Penn State's defense is better than Michigan State. Infinite. Infinite. You know, Infinite. so Infinite. that's why I think Penn State at home with that, but it's going back to a bear. I I have to do it because there's games I had circled. In the noon Eastern window, I've stayed away from them, and we've had a good. We've had nine and two the last two weeks, but I, I, I'm not. I'm not giving out Penn State. I have them. I'm not giving out Oklahoma. I'll do it for you. Don't I worry. Have them circled. Syracuse. I like them. I'm not giving them out. Um, so that that that's the noon games that um, I'm looking at. That I'm, I'm just staying true because it's helped us, and I, I, I can't get off at. Um, but yeah, that it's a fascinating match. Great noon slate uh, to kick off Saturday. Um, also in there, um, I do. Uh, any thoughts on Rutgers plus seven at Indiana? No, I've bet on Rutgers for the last time this year after yeah. uh, the, the embarrassment that was a 52-3 loss to making, making that Wisconsin offense look like the 94 Penn State Nitty Lions right there. That was That was something else. It, I'll give out Penn State for you, though. Even, even though their running game is not existent, yeah, uh, it's basically going to be. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Noah Kane. If it's if if it's physical, if it's mental, but he he has been 
un- unfor- an unfortunate disappointment this year, but, mm-hmm. but, but, but I think they're, I think offensively they can do enough. And I think Michigan will have uh, trouble moving the ball consistently on that Penn state defense that Ohio state struggled with as well. So you don't want to give out the noon game. I will. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to two Eastern uh, Georgia state is plus 10 and a half at coastal. Um, much has been made. I, this is going to me with McCall not going to play in this game. And I like Georgia State. I love the way they compete. I love how the head coach, the fireness, they 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 had that game against Louisiana. I thought I they just need to make a couple I plays, know. and they couldn't pull through. We saw what they did to Auburn earlier in the year. I think they're going to bring it here. I think 10.5 is a lot. I know Carpenter's played a lot of football for Coastal, uh, but I just think, as Georgia State is not being a team that's going to be intimidated here. Um, so I, I like the ten and a half there with Georgia State in in a in an interesting uh, two Eastern kick in the Sun Belt. I'm I'm, just, I'm sitting here hoping I can get a loss by uh, Appalachian State somewhere down the road here. Okay, it's like I, I need to get, I need to get Georgia State in that conference championship game. Oh, all right. So well, I, start have, it with I, a nice, I have a little a little, little dark throw preseason future on them, and yeah, you're, you're right. Georgia State had so many chances there. Yes. They oh man they did, um, going down. I it feels like even though it seems pretty dumb to do is bet against Georgia. I think Tennessee is going to get the majority of the tickets here. What do you think? I think Tennessee absolutely is going to get a majority of the tickets here. Okay, uh, based on the offense that how they have performed and look that. I mean, it's. Easy to just say Kirby Smart is your SEC coach of the year. Mm-hmm. But like you said, if, if Tennessee, say you lose this week and then you, then you win your non-conference game and then you, and, and then you beat, and then you beat Vandy and you're seven and five with all the crap that's gone on at Tennessee. That's it. Like, like, like I strong, very, very strongly consider voting for Josh Heupel as, as SEC coach of the year. Mm. Just because your 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 boy here is also holding a uh, under three and a half SEC win ticket on the old ball, so he's going to have Vandy. He's going to have the uh, the Vols on the money line for his lungs uh, <laughs> in a couple of weeks to get off that bet against the old the old Commodores. Mm. So, all right, uh, but you know, I, I, I the one the one thing though is, is the way to the way to have success against uh, Georgia is through the air, and if Anderson still can't play. Um, he's their best pass rusher. That that gives yeah. Hooker time, and, and and maybe they make some plays. But um, I'd stay away because obviously, if turnovers happen and things happen, and Georgia's just able to run the ball right down their throat, uh, game could get away. But uh, I, I can certainly wouldn't argue with anyone who is on Tennessee in this game. Uh, the Canes are minus two and a half in Tallahassee. Um. I had the Canes circled, uh, obviously seeing what they've done offensively um, with Van Dyke at quarterback. It's been an awesome thing to watch. The kid has such belief, and I feel like uh, Rhett is doing a great job and just letting him you know, play to his strengths. Uh, the defenses they've done it against were Georgia Tech and obviously the win at Pitt and then against NC State. And I look at Florida State and what they've had to try and overcome the brutal bad beat at Clemson, who I still would say they're the best defense in the conference, and NC State, who might be the second best defense 
in that conference. Maybe Syracuse maybe you could put up there, but Florida State beat Syracuse. Um, so I, I feel like Florida State's going to look a lot better offensively than they have the last two weeks, knowing that Miami's strength is not their defense. But this sets up for a pretty good game. The over-under 60.5. Miami's minus 2.5. I just when you look at the consistency of the offenses, I feel like I le- I like what I, I I've seen from, from Lashley and, and Van Dyke from Miami offensively better than Florida state. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from, from getting involved in this. <laughs> I knew you were going to stay I mean, away. It, it's, I mean, Miami, it, look, we, we, we dead on last week with that game against yep. that was way too many points. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunate. They won. I'm happy they won, but this is a, this is a dangerous game. And I also like to thank our, uh, my listener out there, my I'm going to just call him my Florida State deep throat, who after the podcast sent me a text uh-huh. saying you might want to hold off on betting FSU because he was well in the mix, in the loop, that they had a massive flu outbreak on the team and uh-huh. there were going to be a lot of guys and some key guys sidelined. So, so thank you to my FSU deep throat for nice. getting me off. Florida State. So thank you. Um, too late for the column, too late for the pod, but at least at least I was able to help the wallet. Correct. Um, I want to like Miami because I think their offense is is a whole lot better. But just being the being the, the situation with the robbery and my wanting to root for Miami to continue mm-hmm. continue their winning streak, I'm I'm going to stay away. All right. Probably, um, I, I I would say it's probably a Miami team total type game. Okay. Miami loses, it's going to be because their defense just gives up a million points. Yeah. But, but, but I think with ever since Van Dyke has been inserted in that offense, like you talked about, uh, offensively, what, what Red has done with him has been fantastic. So if I had to make one play on the game, it would be a Miami team total over. Yep. I would I would lean Miami in the game, and and I would lean the over. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch uh, as long as you like offense and you, and you don't like defense. If you like defense, don't turn the channel on that game. Um, speaking of a winner last week, BC got us there. Yep. Um, Dracovic back didn't have to do much. They just ran it um, down Virginia Tech's throat and had that game start to finish, uh, which was a nice way uh, to start um, the week. And also having um, Utah against a Stanford team that does not need any time uh, to be talked about uh, seeing what that team and roster has become. <laughs> Uh, so BC, I had looking at possibly plus two, maybe they get some momentum here going to Georgia tech, Georgia tech coming off that tough loss. You just mentioned to Miami, uh, kind of a contrast in styles to me where Georgia tech wants to be that flashy, um, thing with the uniforms and BC just wants to line up and, and hit you in the mouth. So that'll be uh, an interesting one in Atlanta. Um, dirty Terps are plus 13 in East Lansing. I have a feeling Dirty Terps might show up on winners this week. Yeah, well, I was going to say that that'll that'll be a winner. I'll probably just play the over or and or Maryland team total over just because you you would assume that Maryland will score up. I mean, through that terrible pass defense, that they'll be able to put up some some part, but but they're going to give up a million yards. It's, as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just it. Maryland is. I mean, they're obviously better. Lee has been good. But man, the turnovers are just cataclysmic. Yep. Going in on the two yard line, you turn it over, a pick six going in. Like it's just, I mean, obviously the Iowa game, it was just, Iowa had the whole game, the ball the whole time in the first half on their plus side. Uh, so yeah, it's, it, 
there's just two. I have no idea how Sparty's going to respond either after that loss last I week. I think they'll respond okay because everything's okay. still in front of them. All right. Um, and your game. Um, as you go on the road to Oxford, we uh, what are we? Uh, Delta to Memphis in the drive down? Yes. Oh, beautiful drive down there from Memphis, though. Yeah, Delta, Delta, Atlanta, Atlanta, Memphis, and then and then the drive. We got a dinner plan, Jeff. Thursday night. I think Taylor Grocery is where we're. Uh, okay. Where we're, where we're uh, angling towards right now. Not one hundred percent certain. I made my suggestion, but um, I will defer to wherever uh, wherever the group wants to go. Is Mister Thompson in town? I believe Mr. Thompson is in town. That, that was one of the great things. Last time we were there, uh, Mr. Thompson had a, a fantastic uh, house party <laughs> and uh, the homemade moonshine. It, it, it was great. Okay. So I, I don't know if Mr. Thompson is planning anything for, for Saturday, for Friday night again. Will you uh, step foot in the library? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm sure I'll be done after dinner. I'll be stuffed and dead tired. And, okay. and then Friday night, I like to just kind of chill in the room and, and get ready and prep for the show. Yeah. The library is the epitome of a Lay's potato chip where you just can't have one. I will just say Correct. that that is yes. impossible to do there. Uh, the library, looking- in 2014, I went to the library. So okay. I, it's not like I haven't been there. I'm sure if you wanted to, you could get in there and enjoy yourself, but you are on a business trip. Um, I like A&M in this game. Uh, I watched the Ole Miss uh, Liberty game last week. I wanted to see the quarterbacks, and you could obviously see, I believe I was watching, you guys were on one TV, and I had the voice on uh, SEC Nation, and they they, they had Corral in warm-ups, and he's just doing 10-yard sprints, and you could see him grimacing. I don't even. And, think, I, he didn't practice at all during the week. Yeah, and and I think that's probably the plan this week too that he's not going to be able to practice. And with the two ankles, I mean that stuff is not going to get better without <laughs> rest. And to me, when you look at the match of Ole Miss, it obviously is missing guys on the offensive line, uh, and and made up for it and in breaking that game open early and just you know coasting to a win, uh, but. A&M, with what they provide on both sides of the line of scrimmage, that's why I like A&M in this game. That D-line's going to travel. The O-line's going to travel. Uh, Calzada's gotten better and better and better. He's not the first-team All-SEC quarterback by any means. Uh, he's probably playing against them. But I just like the consistency I've seen from A&M and knowing how they're built against Ole Miss. Now, they're going to have to withstand – a lot of punches and haymakers because you know Levy's going to try his best mm-hmm. uh, to get that crowd involved and get that place amped up. So if AM uh, can put pressure on with minimal guys and not allow time for Corral to throw those deep balls or to throw those deep crossing routes, that's why I like AM. And I think they're built like that. I think they could do that where they're not great in the secondary, probably one above average player back there. But if you get pressure with minimal guys up front, you can hang guys back and help out in coverage. So I like that. I, li- I think AM should be able to run the ball with ease against Ole Miss. So I like AM. I don't like the number. Um, I thought it would be more, and that's what scares me. Uh, but I'll take AM minus the two and a half in your game that you'll be at. Yeah, I'd, I'd play AM plus the points if if I had to had to play the game or AM minus the points if, mm-hmm. if I had to play the game. Um yeah, I, I just think that 
so you're going to see some complimentary football here as well mm-hmm. um, with, with A&M's ability. I think, this is, I think Jimbo Fisher finally feels comfortable uh, with, with Calzada, quarterback, and their offense right now uh, running the football uh, and being able to help them out against Corral uh, and that offense. I do think they'll have success running the ball. Might even be a lower scoring game than people might think, just because I do think A&M will run the run the play clock down a lot, keep the offense, keep the almost offense off the field, run the ball, and, and, and with Corral's health and the overall health of, of that Ole Miss offense, uh, I, I don't know if they're capable of putting 35, 38, 40 points on the board. So yeah, I, I, I could see this being a a, a lower scoring game. Uh, than you would think, but but you're right. Uh, that 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 minus two and a half is mm. is a scary scary number. So um, I'd probably stay away. Like I'm going to stay away. Yep. If I had to make a play in the game, I would play A and M. Obviously, because I took the 35 to one shot uh, to win the SEC. Yeah. But um, I I will my, my pregame play on in this game would be under 56. I think it is somewhere around there, and. Um, Maybe even wait for in play. Maybe you get a, uh, maybe you get an early score and you're able to get a better number in in, um, in game to go to go under. But yeah, I can't see this being a, I can't see this being 35, 31 somewhere uh, somewhere in that range. Uh, and that gets us to a simultaneous game that I will be at, packing up the car Saturday morning, heading down to Charlottesville. Uh, I'll be with my guy. See Irish. Going to get to see my Irish. Uh, I will be um, staying in Charlottesville with my man Chris Long. He's invited me down. We'll be doing it up. Uh, we'll be tailgating. We'll be on the field pregame. I believe we'll go sweet sweet life uh, during the game to keep our eyes on the other game, which is nice to know uh, friends in, in big places. Uh, so we're going to – I'm fired up. My first time ever to Charlottesville. I almost took a, a visit there uh, back in the day. I remember talking to the coaching staff. Um, back then it was actually the morning after, um, Virginia beat Florida state for the first ACC. That was the first AC, ACC loss for Florida state, uh, back in 95. Um, remember it like it was yesterday. Coach was talking to me. He was talking about George Welsh. Yeah. Looking out the window and, uh, you know, they had carried the goalposts down, I think to the, the, the middle of campus as he was looking out his window and looking at the goalposts the next morning. So I'm, I'm fired up. Um, to get on the road and get down there. Obviously, the biggest question around the game is Brennan Armstrong. And to me, I know um, this is tough to to stomach, but if you're Virginia, right, and you want to get to that ACC title game, you still have at Pitt and versus Virginia Tech. If 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 he's going to be better for those games, I, I I don't risk it. I don't I don't play him here. Um, and I know it's tough to say because you're in prime time and you got the number nine team in the country coming, but that, that to me is a lot. So I'm going in with the aspect that I, I, I don't think Armstrong's going to be out there. Um, so I, I would lean Notre Dame knowing what they've done. Virginia's defense is, is not been great. Giving up 66 the last time we saw him against BYU. But I, I mean, the way Virginia could dial up plays, I, I think it's still fascinating because you have no idea how to prepare for it. I would imagine if Armstrong can't go, it'll be Jay Wolfer who threw five passes against BYU. But the way they, you know, 
you know, shift around Wicks and Keaton Thompson, who's a former quarterback, Jelani Woods out there. He gets catches like it, it's going to be an all hands on deck offensive effort from Virginia. So I'm fascinated to see that. Um, the total on this game is 64 and a half, um, which is good because I, I think Notre Dame has found a sweet spot being able to run the ball with Kyron Williams. Uh, so it's it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to be there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it a, a hell of a lot. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd look at the Notre Dame team total over here uh, just okay. because we, we, we've seen what Notre Dame's offense has done yeah. the last few weeks. I mean, granted, it was a terrible defense in North Carolina. They shredded, but they did score 30-plus against Virginia Tech, who defensively, they're still playing hard. Yep. Um, and it, 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 Kyron Williams has had an unbelievable stretch here. So uh, I, I don't think that Virginia defense will be able to really slow uh, Notre Dame down with the, with, the, with the moves they've made in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, again, if Virginia wins, it's going to be one of those high-scoring games. Uh, with the, the thing I'm most confident about is that Notre Dame is going to score a, a bunch of points here. Uh, totally agree on both. By the points. way, you need to uh, download a few apps before you head to Virginia. Take, take, uh, advantage, of, uh, take advantage of some free bets. And I have them downloaded. Now I just have to uh, amplify them. Is that the Excellent. right word? <laughs> Excellent. Good word. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a mess, like trying to being up in Connecticut a couple of weeks ago and, and loading those on there and not cashing them out and seeing that money on there. It's like, all right, let's burn this baby and let's let's well, get over can, to Virginia. You can, you, can, you can withdraw. But you just can't bet because you're not. You can withdraw it like being in, in Maryland unless you just want to leave it when you come back up for the holidays. I literally can drive five miles and be in Virginia. So um I, 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 I am using an excuse that I shouldn't be, um, okay. and I don't like to be. Laziness is never an excuse. I didn't want to say that word, but uh, when, it, when, when, it, when in doubt, taking a nap is okay. <laughs> Especially uh, when you're on after the uh, Champions Classic last night. That was that was fun and being there. Um, two games in that night slate I don't want any part of, and they smell like... That's disgusting. I just think of that meme from the movie Friday when the dad is in the bathroom with the airspray. Yeah. NC State plus two at Wake Forest. I like NC State. All right. And Arkansas minus two and a half at LSU. I want no part of that. None. 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 I mean, the video of Coach O running through the Alabama band to start the game last. Did you see that? (laughs) Yes. And then, like, dancing, throwing up the L's. Throwing like, up the L's, walking off the field. Wow. Um, looks like I, looks like a guy who is ZFG. He knows wow. he's got three games left or whatever it is, and I'm just, I'm wow, just going to wow, throw wow. it out there. Um, so, yeah, that that that's a no-touch for me. But you, but you like the Wolfpack. I do. I mean, we, you mentioned before about their defense, and I think the NC State team has a, a little bit of an edge to it. Um, I think – they hear about how people are kind of doubting them and questioning them. And uh, the last couple of weeks, they played uh, pretty darn well. And I'm curious to anytime you have look while you and I know that in, that Wake Forest wasn't making the playoff still, they blew another big lead in the fourth quarter to North Carolina last week. They lost for the first time. It, it's kind of like the, 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 the old like soul crusher loss. I, I, think, I think is what, 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 what whoever coined it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to wonder how, how they're going to play now against a, a defense that's one of the better ones in the ACC, probably second behind Clemson. Their own defense can't get any stops, and now they have to face Leary and, and that offense. Um, 
getting a couple of points here. I, I like NC State. Okay. Um, Jayhawks plus 30.5 in Austin. TCU plus 13 in Stillwater. Uh, I love Warren, the running back for Oklahoma State. I wish he would get some more shine. Um, he's tremendous. Uh, the reliability the offense shows in him and how tough he is. Man, uh, I, I like his prospects at the next level. I like the over in Colorado, UCLA. Um, Colorado, I didn't have the guts to give them out last week. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw they were going back to the old Coach Hagan traditional classic Colorado Buffalo uniforms, the black shoes it. and the black socks, and I just didn't have the guts. And good for them uh, getting a win. Uh, they're getting 16 and a half at the Rose Bowl. It's 57. UCLA is off a of bye week. You got to figure those bumps and bruises uh, will get things going. I don't think there's much resistance um, on either defense. So I, I would lean the over in that game. Um, you got anything there? No, I don't. But getting back to your previous Big 12 game, the uh, Oklahoma State TCU, I'm, I might take a look at the uh, TCU team total under. Okay. Um, I, I know last week there the offense. Uh, erupted and I'm glad that it did. Uh, it was a winner last week on the board, so I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. But now, now you're going against the best defense in the Big 12. Yeah, um, that that they are really good, and I, I think after a, a week off last week, I think people are still kind of sleeping on how good that defense is. I, I think that these games, have, I think, have typically been pretty close, competitive games between TCU and Oklahoma State. So I, I don't think TCU is going to be able to repeat that emotional effort new uh, new coach mm-hmm. uh ranked team coming in home dog now you got to go to uh, Oklahoma State and uh and play that so I'm going to be on a TCU team total under here okay um one I had circled late uh Nevada's plus two and a half at San Diego State I stayed up for that debacle at the end of the Hawaii San Diego State <laughs> game I don't know why but strong got banged up against um who the heck did San Jose State? San Jose State did a great job. They're another team I have circled. Uh, Starkle played last week, and I still like what they bring to the table defensively. But going back to Nevada, it's all about strong. I mean, obviously, he's an NFL prospect. If he doesn't play, they're they're in serious trouble, I would think. But if he does, I, I like the goods that they provide against San Diego State, knowing that the Aztecs are just so limited offensively. Um so I like what the 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 other Wolfpack brings to the table there. And San Jose State getting things back. I believe in Brennan. Um, and I think they if it, I, I just it's it's another injury report. I'm trying to get like and I know people are gonna listen to this, but like for these Mac games tonight, I'm trying to get quarterback updates. I, I sent a tweet out about our guy Rocky Lombardi, yep. who got knocked out last week. He's they're a dog. I would think he's not gonna play if they're a dog to ball state, but I mean, it's a lot of things. I, I try and look up all the beat reporters on Twitter and, and try and get, um, you know, latest updates, you know, whether guys are at practice, you know, watching practice or at the press conferences. So there's a lot of stuff you could do there. And I, I'm sorry I don't have that information now, but San Jose State's one I have circled. And lastly, I'm just blind betting against Stanford uh, the rest of the year. Wow. It's, wow. I mean. I, I, I know, I know. I'm going to ask you I might, because you're familiar with the program and the, mm-hmm. the school, the administrator. Like, is he legitimately in trouble, or are these just people no. throwing things out there? I, I, I can't see why you why why they'll get rid of him. You're never no. in trouble. You're consi- you've consistently been competitive. He doesn't embarrass the university. 
Like they're not no. getting rid of him, right? No, 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 nor should they. Um, I see. I agree. Here's 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 the deal. And I know everybody has had their after effects from COVID. Okay. And Stanford's a school that recruits nationally. And I'll be the first guy to tell you when you go to that campus, it, you're blown away. And with COVID, you couldn't, you couldn't go on visits. They couldn't bring people on a visit. So the idea of, you know, a kid from the Southeast and they've done a good job uh, recruiting the Southeast, but the idea of having to do a virtual tour of that kid, Whereas he could get in a car and drive to any SEC school or an ACC school, I think that really caught up to him. And 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 you know, to the kid, I I don't I don't I, I couldn't have gone to Stanford if I didn't go out there on a visit, you know. And and it's just that special of a place because you get to see everything. They throw you in front of the academic advisors. If you have an interest before on your visit, you go right there to that department and see what it's all about. You want pre med? Here, here's the layout. You think you could do it? We're going to give you all the help in the world. And that that that's the things I remember about it. And to me, they haven't been able to do that uh, with the visits. And that's, I mean, there's a, there's an old story about Jameis Winston going on a visit there. He, he was all done it. And then he went on a visit and they thought they had him. Um, he was, he was literally in, in conversations with coach Shaw on, um, and, and going back. I mean, that's how special of a place it is. And you go back to the recruiting and see what they had when they were rolling. They had NFL players. Just look at the rosters. Look at the rosters now in the NFL. Those guys are still playing. And when you watch them, obviously they're not on the, they're not on team. There's a couple sparsed out here and there. And I will say this, the people that are trying to use the loss by Oregon uh, to Stanford, you can't, it's not even close to the same team that lined up. Um, And I know, and I know people are like, Oh, you know, well, McGee McKee doesn't um, play defense. I get that, but the defense isn't the same. And, and Oregon torched the defense. They, they lost because of a a pass interference call. And Um, by the way, their offensive coordinator was in the hospital having an emergency. Correct. (laughs) So I, I don't like that argument of they should be, Oregon should be downgraded because they lost to that Stanford team because they didn't lose to that Stanford team. Uh, Cause I'll, I'll say, Going back, I, I one of the baffling results this year is San Diego State beating Utah. Uh, that's yep. still one that 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 is amazes me. Um, Play that game again now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's Oregon State. Um, I believe the offense. You know, obviously, the Stanford defense has not been good. Uh, you saw the stats in the first half against Utah. Uh, Oregon State just fired their defense coordinator, which. Shows me a lot. The expectations are getting raised. They're five and four, and Corvallis is getting rid of people. Um, so I, I just think it's a it's a game that Oregon State lost a heartbreaker to Stanford last year in Corvallis. So um, I, I I I say lay the twelve with with Oregon State there. And I wonder if what you just talked about was going on with Stanford recruiting is something that's happening with Cal as well. I mean, yeah. you, you've seen the. The, the situation with the players speaking out there about the situation in the, in the Bay area with uh, COVID policies and, and testing and costing them a game this week uh, and costing them a game probably last week against Arizona. So uh, I, I think I, I like your, uh, your viewpoint there because everybody all of a sudden is just, Oh, get rid of him. Get rid no. of him. Stop. Again, you got to take a step back and just take a look and see. Yeah. A, why is what's happening happening? And B, are you going to get anybody better? Like I know I got the no. guy like <laughs> built to be the coach of Stanford. Stop. Correct. Uh, um, I will say this. If, if I'm Wilcox, I'm looking for another gig. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, and here's my problem 
is I talked about all the time about how much I love the hire for Cal when they got him. I think he's a great coach. My problem is my worst nightmare is he ends up at Washington. That's my worst nightmare. Well, that could be that could be a, a quick a quick plug pull. I know, and, and, I, and I would not I would not fault the Washington administration for doing that because I, I think there are a lot of people who raised eyebrows at the time. Like, really, Jimmy Lake is a great coordinator. This is where we're going to go. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think I kind of can't. I mean, I don't know if they were just caught off guard by Pete and they said, "Okay, we'll just do this." But yeah, I, I'm curious to see how this situation is going to go because recruiting is falling off mightily. Uh, offensively, they don't seem to have a clue. Um, but yeah, that 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 would be something as a uh, someone in the Pac-12. That would be someone who, if he went to Seattle, I, I think could do a lot of damage oh, up there. Man. Um, but and and that just goes back to everything. Like, remember at the beginning of last year when they're like, "Oh, nobody, no schools are going to fire anybody. There's no mm-hmm. money. Yeah, right. No money. No money for buyouts." And to think how much it's flipped is amazing to me. And I do think that that people just have to pump the brakes, man. When you when you, when you want to get rid of people, just you gotta pump the brakes here and 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 ask the proper questions. And the biggest thing to me is time was the right amount of time when normal conditions were in place. And that's where you start. And you know, we talked about Nebraska. I I, I think Frost deserves it. The team is still right there and you know, in this day and age, a quarterback might be all you need because uh, the, de- the defense has been really good uh, yeah. to me in Nebraska. They, they totally uh, now he's going to be on his third offensive Perfect. coordinator. Three. Now, now, if you're talking about a situation like maybe Virginia Tech and looks mm-hmm. like an all, I mean, what, what, like, was that the ultimate tap out decision last week, by the way? You're, you're down two touchdowns with five minutes to go. You've got fourth and six and you punt. That's basically like, okay, white flag, we're done, we're good here. Like, mm. that's a little different situation, I think, in Blacksburg. And I think uh, if they do make a, a change there, it's probably warranted. But yeah, every situation is not the same. All right. Uh, we'd like to congratulate Kansas State on getting their first season win total over. Congratulations. Um, I appreciate that. We're very close with Penn State. We're not going to get there to Toledo. Uh, speaking of injuries, they've been ambushed by them. Uh, which is unfortunate because they had a lot of um, possibilities. Um, anything else before we get out of here? No, the, the only other game that I wanted to bring up is I do like Cincinnati, and I can just give them in the Ooh. in the big money. Yeah, that, I'm, I like I'm, them laying, too. I'm, laying, I'm laying that number. South Florida is not very good. No, and, and I think at one point, one of these weeks, Cincinnati is just going to be able to take a deep breath, exhale, and come out and play the type of football that everybody out there knows that, that they can play. So yeah, I'll, I'll lay the 23, 23 and a half, whatever it is with, uh, with, with the Bearcats against South Florida. Very good. Big Mike happy recap. For the Big Mike happy recap, I will go Georgia State plus the 10 and a half, Texas A&M minus the two and a half, Oregon State minus the 12. And there's other possibilities of San Jose State, Nevada, um, Boston College, uh, Notre Dame, but trying to get information on injuries. So pay attention to the column. ESPN in the chalk section is, is where our official picks are. Um, I appreciate everybody going and clicking over to that on Thursdays. when That, that gets usually released in the late morning. Um, obviously, like you said, um, 
Bear and I are trying to wait it out to get as much info as we can. So late morning is usually a safe before noon, uh, Thursday uh, afternoons Eastern is when that's posted. Bear, you're a big Mike Happy recap. Uh, we're going to go Oklahoma minus five and a half against Baylor. Washington State plus 14 at Oregon. NC State plus the two against Wake. Uh, Maryland team total over. Cincinnati minus 23 and a half. It's up Florida. And TCU team total under. And Notre Dame team total over. Those are those are what we're looking at. All right. Lock and load. Um, you will be in Oxford. Tell Mr. Campbell I said hello. And I will be in Charlottesville. Any questions, please feel free to reach us on Twitter. Um, at Snapper Steve 82 at Chris Felica. That'll do it. Week 11, Bear, it's almost here. I can't oh, believe. I could smell the turkey and the stuffing in the oven. I could smell I it. Like I was going to say, we got, we, got, we got the turkey the other day. It's it's in the freezer. <laughs> got, yeah, got got the parents coming coming up. Got my, nice. sister, got my sister and my, my brother-in-law and my nephew coming up. So, yeah. You finally, finally can host a uh, post Thanksgiving here. It'll be, be, be fun. I haven't seen my, I've seen my parents for about two hours in the last year and a half. So I'm really looking forward to having uh, everybody up here. Uh, it, it'll be fun. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, we got, we got this week. We got next week. We got Thanksgiving and conference yeah. championship. And before, before we know, we're going to be uh, breaking down some ball games. But by the way, just make sure when you're on the, uh, at the university of Virginia, mm-hmm. make sure you're using the proper verbiage. You're on the grounds. It's not campus. You're on the grounds. It's one of those places. Have, yeah. They got sophomore, junior, second year, third year, fourth year. And you, you, you never stop learning. Oh. Ed- education continues. Got you it. Graduate, you always learn. So you don't really, so. Should I wear my Navy gear, seeing how Navy just beat him in basketball last night? You probably should. I would either go Navy gear or you can go like Vineyard Vines polo, like a like a nice like off red duckhead pair of shorts and boat shoes. All right, I shouldn't wear my Duke Christian Leitner jersey. I, or you could do that. <laughs> God, I God, he was so good in college. Best. Oh, the I hated. Oh, oh, I hated. Oh man, that shot against Kentucky. <laughs> so me. Oh, that gutted me. Oh, all right. Um, that'll do it for us. I appreciate everybody listening again, reach out to us. If you have any questions, uh, appreciate the feedback, any questions you got regarding the postseason playoff, obviously the bear will send out his nuggets and tidbits, all that on Twitter. Uh, but that'll do us. That'll do it for us. Week 11 bear. Take us away. Less you bet more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the bear podcast. Wherever you listen to podcast. Plus don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN sports center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the bear on college game day on ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.